Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited. I have such a treat for you guys today. Me, I have a fellow minister. He is a revivalist, an itinerant minister. He loves Jesus so much, and I know that you guys are going to love him just as much as I do. Today, we have Ryan Bastris, the founder of Wake Ministries. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hello, it's an honor to be here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so honored to have you. You are such a fiery, but a very pure prophetic minister. And I really love that about you. You have such an adherence to the word of God. And I really admire that. And I I feel like that's such a rare and beautiful quality for a prophetic minister to have. So I am so honored to have you. And it's an honor to be here again. And uh, th- uh, thank you. That was, uh, it's very humbling, you know, and uh, uh, man, we've, we've run into uh, each other a few times and I just, I love your pure, gentle heart uh, and just love for people and love for God, you know, and uh, I was really looking forward to doing this with you and uh, excited to see where God takes our conversation. Oh, thank you. Me too. Amen. You know, I've told our listeners that you're a prophetic minister. Mm-hmm. You're very fiery. Um, you're a revivalist. Um, you minister both nationally and internationally. You founded Wake Ministries which really your vision and your heart is to just wake up the church. Yes. So what can you tell our listeners about you that I haven't already told them? <laughs> Maybe something personal. Well, hey, first of all, I'm of course crazy, crazy about Jesus and crazy in love with Jesus, but uh, I have a phenomenal wife um, and I just love her so much. And uh, we have a baby on the way. We have a baby girl. Uh, we're naming her Eliana Grace. Yay. And so we have a little baby girl coming uh, in April of this year. It's so fun to be able to actually say this year our baby's coming. And uh, so, yeah, my wife is due in uh, April and I have an eight-year-old son who uh, is, he just, loves life and uh, is growing up to be such like a, a fine, mature man already at the age of eight. He's like eight going on 30. You know, sometimes he's a little more uh, mature than I am, you know, but uh, I'm just crazy in love with Jesus, crazy in love with my family. And uh, I really do truly love the bride and, and, and love loving on the bride. Yep. Oh, I love that so much. You know, our our family is oftentimes our first ministry. Yes. You know, where we we learn the ropes of ministry. Mm, yeah. No, it's so true. I, it, it's great training ground, you know, and uh man like for me, my heart is like to minister to my family and to be there for my family first. You know, I, I've told a few people this uh, throughout the years, but, you know, what does it profit me, you know, if the nations are fat, 
but you know, my, my family is anorexic, you know what I mean? Um, and so I think it's so important to metaphorically have a very, uh, weighty, uh, strong, mature, uh, fatty, if you will, family, uh, first. And so that means we need to invest in our family. And so, uh, it's so important to me to invest in my family first, to be present with my family first, and then the other things follow, you know? And so I love my family and just love investing in my family. You know, just this morning I'm, you know, laying in bed with my wife and we got these headphones and I uh, hooked them up to my phone and, and, uh, we played, you know, our baby girl, you know, some worship music. And then, uh, we played her a Disney song, you know what I mean? So, you know, just, uh, and then got to pray over her and just declare over her uh, because, you know, Eliana means um, it means a lot, but it means God is answered. And, uh, you know, for me, it's really important. The name, you know, the, the name that we, 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 we give our children, the names we give our children, it's just really important to me, not only, you know, to, to, to know the meaning of what it, it was, you know, uh, the, the meaning that was established in the past, but you know, what am I going to prophesy uh, into that name? What is my daughter? What is my son going to grow up into? Mm. You know, and 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 then also names are important because every time I release that name into the atmosphere, it's dis- it's declaring something over my daughter, over my son, uh, but it's also declaring things you know in the atmosphere. And so this morning I'm you know just prophesying what her name means already. And of course, it means God has answered. But then I prophesied into that name what I believe she's going to grow into, and that is she's going to be a prophetic intercessor, and her prayers are going to rock the mm. nations. And and she's she's going to be a prophetic intercessor who, you know, she's gonna she's gonna pray over nations and see the fruit of heaven and revival and the fire of God fall because of a result of her prayers. And so, you know, this morning just spending some time investing into my daughter who's in the womb, you know, and. So, yeah, family is really important and investing in family is important. And and that's why for me, um, you know, outside of God, you know, family comes first, you know. Absolutely. I feel like this whole COVID situation has given us extra time to really invest in our family and just be there with them. How has it changed, you know, your life as an itinerant minister? Are you still traveling? Yeah, still traveling. Um, last year was definitely a year of, of of testing for all of us, and you know, when whenever um, COVID, if you will, this pandemic hit uh, America uh, and uh, started to increase, and 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 there was a lot of fear and paranoia, and things were being locked down. You know, we were tested. You know what I mean? But um, man. I saw how that test, though, was a catalyst that really brought me into a greater place of faith. Uh, and it actually brought me to things that I wasn't stewarding or occupying, but was always mine. Like, you know, the Lord started speaking to me about my kingly anointing, you know, my kingly authority. Uh, and 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 it was when I was faced with opposition, God spoke and brought me into uh, what was important, you know, and 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 I started to operate in my kingly authority, uh, my kingly anointing, if you will. Uh, in the midst of that pandemic. And so rose up, started to declare things. Uh, but when it first started, you know, it was, it was challenging. Um, 
and 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 it was concerning you know i had a home budget and i had a ministry budget uh but you know um just started rising up in my authority started to proclaim and declare the word of the lord um and and this catalyst really brought me into a deeper place of faith a deeper place of prayer and god started speaking to me in some deep profound ways and as i partnered with him was and was obedient um i just saw the radical favor of god and the blessing of god saturate me and my family ministry in the midst of that pandemic. Mm. And, um, you know, we had uh, some cancellations, but not a whole lot. Um, the cancellations that took place, almost all of them were filled by something else. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was super cool. You know, the, the, this, the, the pandemic brought me to my knees more and, and brought me into um, just uh, more mystery with the Lord and understanding who he is and, and learning to depend on him and trust him. And, um, you know, so we didn't just, we didn't just survive. We thrived. Yeah. We didn't just survive. We thrived. It really changed a lot, but for the good, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. That has absolutely been, you know, what my prayer and where we have been through this whole situation is we will prosper in spite of everything. Absolutely. I can agree with you. It drove me to my knees. Like I have never prayed more and I'm constantly talking to God than I have this year, but I've just, just so many people just lifting up, lifting up, lifting up. I'm pretty sure the father's like, you need to be quiet now. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. But it is, it, it has been so powerful. There were, you're right. In the very beginning, it was very, a very knee taking moment, you know, but I found that from mm-hmm. there, you know, like you said, that you found something inside that you didn't know was there, that kingly anointing and you began to declare things. Yeah. And yeah. I complete, I completely agree with you. Like it, it was so interesting yes, because I'm yes. doing things now that I never saw myself doing. But because I refused to move from that place of we will prosper in spite of this, we saw favor and we saw breakthrough and we saw so many things happen and it was powerful. So good. Well, I think, you know, last year uh, was uh, was God putting uh, the church on time out, so to speak, and really just having us refocus. And uh, really, I, I believe he was trying to reset our gaze. And uh, I believe he's going to be doing that more in 2021. And I'm not saying that it's going to be through a pandemic, but I believe it's going to be through him manifesting himself. And, 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 and like Moses saw the bush burning, but it wasn't consumed. And he took time to look to see this phenomenon. And then God spoke to him. I believe that's what happened last year. And I believe that's going to increase this year. God's going to manifest himself in such unique, amazing ways. That's going to grab, grab our attention, grab our gaze, grab our focus. And I really believe he's causing the church. I, I believe he has caused the church and he's causing the church to refocus, to reset our gaze and, and to, to put our gaze, to put our focus, to bring our attention back to him. Mm. And I really believe what happened for me personally was he took my eyes off of what mattered the least and he put my eyes on what mattered the most. This opposition that we all faced, you know, I believe the enemy, you know, used this opposition, was riding on this opposition to try to get us to question God. But for me personally, and I think I speak for a lot of people, it it didn't make me question God. It made me grow in God, Mm -hmm. you know, totally. It was so cool because God confronted a lot. God corrected a lot of things. Um, I remember I was praying. I was thinking, I think it's in Genesis 26, whenever Isaac was blessed in the famine. I was reading that. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I just read the title 
Isaac was blessed in the famine. I fell on my knees and I started to pray. And my eyes were focused on something that mattered the least in that moment. Okay. Uh, I was like, God, just bless me in the famine. We're in a famine. Bless me in the famine, you know? And the, and I felt like the Lord was like, you're praying the wrong thing. You're, you're focused on the wrong thing. And I said, okay. He said, instead of saying, God, bless me, that should be a given. You should know you're going to be blessed. You should be saying, okay, God, what am I to do to bless you? Where am I to be obedient is what the Lord said to me. Because obedience commands the blessing. I just wanted the blessing without obedience. And so I, uh, the Lord was like, ask where you should be obedient. And so I said, God, where do you want me to be obedient? And he started to deal with me. He says, Ryan, in the midst of this famine, instead of wanting, 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 why don't you give, give, give? Mm. And so I, I, me and my wife in our devotions that night, I mentioned that and we prayed and she looked at me and she's like, well, where are we going to give? And so we were able to write a check to a lady who uh, fell in, uh, fell into some hard times and she came over, we gave her the check and we were able to minister to her. Can I tell you, I won't disclose the amount, but within a short time frame, uh, and this happened a lot. Uh, we got an unexpected check in our mailbox, you know, and we had other ministers and other people wanting to pour into us to make sure that we didn't just survive in that season, but thrive. And so, so that's just one of many ways or many places in my own personal life. God set, reset my gaze, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, took my eyes off of what mattered the least and put my eyes on what mattered the most. And that was life changing for me, you know, and, um, and, and, and going through this situation, it was like, uh, it was, it wasn't even just the Paul of the lion and Paul of the bear situation. I had to pull hope from those stories. You know, the stories where God delivered me from the Paul of the lion and the Paul of the bear while I was facing my Goliath, you know, Absolutely. but now I have a story. Now I have a story like David. David added to his story with God. And, and, and I believe we're adding to our story with God. David added to his story with God that day when he defeated Goliath so that when he faced his next level of opposition, he could say the same God that delivered me from the Paul of the lion, the Paul of the bear, and that uncir- uncircumcised Philistine that one day. You know what I mean? Totally. Like is the same God that is the same God that's going to deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. And if I can just say this, and then I'll I'll mute myself here, but the, it, it's so crazy because everyone preaches that you know David had five smooth stones. He took one. He defeated Goliath, and then man, he went after his four brothers. You know, David had. Or I'm sorry, Goliath had four brothers. I really believe it was David. What David did was he defeated Goliath and then he encouraged and raised up his mighty men who then went and took care of the four brothers. And why, why I'm saying that is, is um, when we fight and overcome our Goliath, we have a story, a history with God that we can share with others to encourage them to take a stone just like we did to take down uh, um, their giant or to take down other giants, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so... So I'm sharing this story to encourage others that if you're facing a giant, the same God that delivered me from my uncircumcised Philistine, if you will, uh, is the same God that will deliver you from your uncircumcised Philistine. Mm. But what I think is crazy is when David was delivered or David overcame, I should say, the uncircumcised Philistine named Goliath, there was something metaphorically circumcised in David's perspective and heart towards God. Mm -hmm. There was something that was cut into David. There was something established in David where his hope and his faith grew, come on, to run ahead and to 
tackle the other things that needed to be tackled for him to be able to step into what was prophesied and promised. Absolutely. And I feel like in so many ways, this pandemic has forced us to quote unquote, go deeper in our histories with God. It's created, I know in my own home, in my own life, memorial stones, you know, I've seen, you know, I think it was like the fall of 2019, I really started noticing like a pullback in the anointing. Mm. And, you know, things, things come in waves. But as this pandemic was hitting, I started feeling, you know, the anointing and everything, the presence of God just rashing in just so yes. much harder um, than it had ever previously been, even in my own worship time, just by myself with my family in my home. Yeah. And it just, it felt like, it felt like that pressing, that staying on our knees, that shifting our focus, keeping our eyes on him, despite, you know, the giants taunting us. Right. It felt like we went so much deeper, yeah. you know, into it. And, and I think in the long run, I think those of us who pressed in, who stayed on our knees, who said, where do you want me to help? How can I help? How can I be a blessing right now? Where can I see breakthrough? Where can I prosper in spite of everything? Yes. I think we're going to look back and we're going to see that these moments were building blocks in our lives. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And not necessarily things that we lost. Sure. You know, but that we gained so much. And do you see how like through what you're just saying and what I'm saying is God was circumcising our hearts. You know what I mean? And and, and that mm-hmm. might be a, a weird way of saying it, but there, he was, you know, his word is sharp, uh, sharper than a double-edged sword and, and it's to pierce. And, and so there's places in our heart that God, I believe, did surgery, you know, and, 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 and cut out, but also uh, implemented, put in uh, what needed to be there. I, I felt like God took us from what, uh, like God, I th- it felt like God brought me at least. And I feel like he brought the church and is bringing the church back to what, you know, like I said, what matters the most, but I feel like he's bringing us back to what we should have never left. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, it, it was crazy. Like the Lord spoke to me um, at the beginning of 2020. He said, Ryan, he says, I want you to to rest. I was down in Brazil with uh, uh, Papa Brian and and, uh, you know, um, Jason Lee Jones and uh, um, all these awesome, amazing anointed men, Nick Billman and stuff. And we were at a school and, uh, you know, my wife has had been on me about rest, rest, rest and, and, and entering a, soul, a rest in our soul, but even physically. And then I'm with these generals who were talking about rest, not knowing that the Lord was dealing with me on that. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Ryan, he says, he says, I'm inviting you. I, I want you to rest. And he just kept dealing with me on, about rest. And right before lockdowns happened, okay, uh, what happened was God cultivated rest in me the hard way. This is what he said to me. He said, the thing that I gently invited you to, I'm going to actually force because I'm trying to enforce some things in your life. And so when I surrendered and gave myself as much as I could to that rest during the lockdown, even though I felt like I was more busy than ever, I tried to, my best to devote myself to a rest. Uh, that was something that was circumcised, uh, crafted in, surgically established in my life, you know? And and it was crazy because it that, that rest that I inherited or I stepped into, it I, I didn't go, I didn't step into it maybe the way I wanted to, 
but I stepped in the way that was needed, you know? And I think sometimes we all get like prophetic words or corrections or we get direction from God and we set our hearts towards it. And we're like, yeah, but, and we conjure up in our, our mind, it's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. And it's fun, but not always fun. You know, it's not always easy. It's sometimes challenging. And I'll just say this, like, like for me, like God was like, I want you to enter rest. I'm like, yeah, rest, you know, and then God even said, I'm going to force it. And I'm like, force it, God, like I'm going to prop my feet up and things are going to be great. But it didn't go the way I wanted it to but it, it went the way that it was needed so that it could be enforced. And sometimes God gives us stuff, gives us direction, gives us correction, or gives us a prophetic word. And we set our hearts towards it and we long for it. Don't get discouraged if it doesn't go the way you want it to. Just have faith that it's going the way it needs to go. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're completely disobeying and rebelling, then you got to repent. But I'm saying if you are being obedient and keeping your eyes focused on the one who spoke the word and you implement what he commands, it might not always go the way you want it to go, but it's going the way it needs to go so that God can enforce something. Mm, I love that. And you know, I can definitely attest to that in my life. What starts as an invitation will quickly progress to a force if you do not listen. And you know, (laughs) yeah, I know. And I, and I got a stubborn streak too. I hear you, especially on the rest part. I I do. I hear you. (laughs) I I feel like this, this whole process, I've entered a whole nother level of just trusting him. You know, just the he's got it. He's got it. Even when you're right, even when it doesn't look that way. And you're absolutely correct. We get a prophetic word and we get all excited and everything. And we're like, you know, we get a word like you're going to go heal the sick in the nations. And we get all excited and then all hell breaks out against us. And we're like, what happened to my great prophetic word? And (laughs) and we think that God is somehow, you know, that we heard it wrong or God's like, he's just off doing it with somebody else. Like, I don't know. I don't know where we're at. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that, and I think that happened for 2020. Yeah. Join me next week as we continue this conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. If you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the extravagant love store, and more. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christina Pereira Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.